Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cold Feet Podcast. Join our journey as we interview people in this cold plunge and we delve on the adventure of holistic health, athletic development, barefoot education, washing the norm, and so much more. So dive in, grab a hot cocoa, and enjoy the episode. Before we start our podcast episode, we would like to give a brief shout out to our podcast sponsors. Most shoes harm your mobility by over-restricting your foot's natural movement. With the Ursus from Barefoot Athletics, a shoe designed with minimal restrictions, your feet can move the way nature intended, so you can move with more confidence and strength in every step. Barefoot Shoes was founded by Chris Duffin, who attributes proper foot biomechanics as foundational to his success in squatting and deadlifting over 1,000 for reps. He created Barefoot Shoes to provide a minimal shoe designed for strength athletes. Go to barefoot.shoes slash TBSR to check out the Ursus and you can save 10% with the code TBSR10 to purchase the strongest minimalist shoe available. As a gym owner, I usually lift barefoot. When I can't lift barefoot, I love lifting in my barefoot shoes for both the health benefits of lifting barefoot and the increased ground feel I have in all my lifts. You don't need supplements to build muscle, lose fat, and get healthy, but the right ones can help. That's why over 350,000 fitness folk have chosen Legion. Well, that and their 100% natural products, their clinically effective ingredients and doses, and their no-hassle money-back guarantee. I've been following Michael Matthews, the CEO of Legion Athletics Journey, since 2012, and I am super duper impressed with their supplements. They have a wide variety of everything from protein powders, pre-workouts, post-workouts, omega-3s, and bundles. And you can save a whooping 20% with the discount code HABER, H-A-B-E-R. So just log in to legionathletics.com, and the discount code is HABER for 20% off. Earthrunners are some of my favorite minimalist sandals. Earthrunners were created to rewild our lives in response to the typical modern domesticated lifestyle, which is causing numerous health, psychological, and social issues. Through rewilding and grounding, we aim to bring stronger, healthier, and more resilient individuals and communities back to our society. If you're not familiar with grounding, grounding is exposing your bare feet or body to the earth beneath you. And if you're unable to do that, you can ground with sandals like Earthrunners with their unique copper plug and copper laces. Grounding has a huge display of benefits such as reducing inflammation, improving sleep, and improving happiness. So you can check out Earthrunners at earthrunners.com and you can use our discount code of TBSR10 to get 10% off. Hi, I'm Sean Fit for Life, and I'm the creator of the Cold Feet Podcast. It's a privilege to have you spending your important time watching our podcast today. I want to thank you for coming along and hope you learned something. Now, you must be asking, why an ice bath? Why cold exposure? For three main reasons. Number one, accelerated fat loss. An ice bath can tap into your brown fat tissues, and through that, help you keep off fat as part of a greater healthy lifestyle in the long term. Number two, mental fortitude, and the reason why I interview everyone here on the show in the ice bath. If you're someone who can sit in the winter for 10 or more minutes in the ice bath, you're an amazing person, and I want you on my show. Number three, increased recovery time. While it may not be beneficial to ice immediately after an injury, 
ice bathing as can help as part of a greater recovery regimen. So grab a hot cocoa, stay warm, and enjoy the episode. Okay, so just deep, deep breath through your stomach and you're going to gently go in. It's going to feel a little cold in your legs and just you're going to go in preferably all the way to your chest or neck. Okay, you totally got this, bro. No. Let's go. You got it. <laughs> oh my god. Totally cool. No big, it's not like it's raining outside or anything. It's not like it's freezing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, get used to it. Now I'd recommend you go immediately to the... Oh my god, oh my god. Why uh, am I doing this? <laughs> to the 10 minute podcast. I recommend you go immediately to your chest because the shocking feeling in your legs, now you only have to feel for 30 seconds. Good, now deep breath. Deep breath. So you see how you're like hyperventilating a bit? Just deeply in. I would recommend you get into a comfortable oh position, gosh. either kneeling, kneeling, either kneeling or squat. But get in a position that you're gonna spend the rest of the five. Okay, that's fine. Stay wherever you're comfortable. Deep breath. I want you to return to normal. Uh, your breathing to normal forward again. Let me know when you achieved your inner serenity. Yeah. Isn't it cool how like after 30 seconds everybody's like, hey, I'm still alive. Yeah, right? That's the beauty of cold. Okay. Welcome to the Cold Feet Podcast. Hello. I'm your host. Thank you so much for coming on this beautiful rainy cold day. And one of the things I do as a strength and conditioning coach is I work a lot with tactical, which is a fancy way to say military. So I worked with this Hello. amazing woman right here, both in her pre-military program at Mikey, and I had the privilege of working one-on-one with her, training her to be the biggest, baddest, badass, beastest, badass soldier out there. So without further ado, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Daniela. I'm 19 years old from California, sunny California. Hey. Um, I drafted to Tutchanim. You okay? I'm, I'm great, actually. Yes. Um, and yeah, I worked a lot with Devin Mikey, a lot with Sean on the side. Uh, it was great. Really prepared me for the Army. That's how they say it. Um, and yeah, now I'm in the Army. Sweet. So how, how many weeks have you been in the Army already? Um, two and a half. Cool. So, Danielle, Daniela, uh, just, yeah, I know, because I have a friend named Danielle who I work with a lot and whatever, just spends her first two and a half weeks in the IDF. It's a crazy, crazy experience. And I wanted to speak with you about what did you do to prep for the army that you felt was very beneficial? Right. So, I came to Islam in 2019. I started off in a mechina for Kiram Tzvait, specifically to, like, get you ready for the army. A mechina is, like, a pre-military academy. Right. There's a lot that, like, Americans, I specifically chose to go, like, more the Israeli route. Um, May I? Yes. Um, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Anyway, I spent a year there learning Hebrew. I came to learn any Hebrew, so I learned a lot of Hebrew there. We also did a lot of Madasi and like three times a week. Madasi are uh, yeah, workouts. Workouts. I'm, I'm your translator. I always day. forget like the words in English. No worries, <laughs> army, army language. Yeah. Um, and then right after the Mechina, I, I got in contact with Avi and you, I think, about to the Mikey. And I started off with the Masa, which was like a really big shock because I never had any Imunim. I never really trained seriously. Can you explain what a Masa is and Imunim for our audience who's right. not familiar so with Hebrew terms? The Masa is basically a hike. I think it's 20 kilometers, if I was right. Amazing. Right? It was hard, alumkot. Um, I also found out that my Masa Kumta, which is the end of my basic training, is the exact same thing that we did oh, yeah. back then. Um, so now that I know that I was able to do it, I can do it again, obviously. Um, and that was just kind of like my start off with Seven Mikey. I then instantly signed up for the uh, workouts, which are two times a week. And then I met Sean. I was like, whoa, I need to definitely work on my strength. So I started coming here every other, like every day that we didn't have any one, I came to Sean. Um, and yeah, so it was just a lot of kicking butt, a lot of being sore. 
Um, Leatherman Day was worth it. Um, I had my first bubble in the army, and I came in fifth out of 150 girls. Amazing! Um, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, and I was really pretty, honestly, pretty in shock. I didn't think I was gonna do that good at all. Um, and yeah, so it's really good preparation. If anyone is also a lone soldier in Jerusalem, I highly recommend Seven Mikey. Definitely the best. I did like other um, Koshik Kavi, which is. Yeah, yeah. Combat Fitness, combat all fitness sorts training. of pre-army programs. I happen to work with Seven Mikey, Right, which is and the Seven best. Mikey is definitely the best. Not only the Mazachim are the best, but also their workouts are great. And the people that you'll meet there, like the other lone soldiers, is honestly, they kind of became family at this point. I'm still in contact with almost everyone that I did the evening with. Um, and yeah, just a lot of working out, a lot of more like mental preparedness and physical preparedness as well. Um, and yeah. Do you feel that the physical training specifically that you did with me in the gym helped you uh, function better and be stronger and you know be more efficient in the army? 100%. I also think you and Sir Mikey helped me a lot mentally, uh, not just physically, and that was definitely a bigger factor than anything else. A lot of the girls who drafted Ruhama uh, combat don't really understand what they're getting plugged into, like all this money that they do and all the like the yelling and the mishmat, and they just don't know what they're getting plugged into. And, Knowing what it kind of is like before, not 100%, but like having like a little taste of it definitely helped me out mentally for sure. Um, and honestly, physically, like if I didn't work out, I definitely wouldn't be where I was today. Um, yeah. I think the goal when working with tactical or military is really over deliver before they draft. You know, I wouldn't say, you know, burn them to the limits every day, but really push them hard physically, mentally, endurance wise, strength wise. So they come to the army, it's like, oh, I've been not there, done that. that. Kind of like exactly. a competitive sport. So, it's been two and a half weeks. Give us a glimpse, like, tell all the people out there who are thinking of drafting to the IDF, maybe as lone soldiers, maybe not, you know, what is it like? So I'm a person who's always, always overstressing, overthinking about everything. I remember talking to you and Mendy, who's another Madrid. I was like talking to him on the phone for like an hour. I was like, dude, how the hell do I do it? Like, what the fuck? Hey, I'm... but you did it. But you I did it, it. exactly, but it. I did it. It's like one of those things where it's like, everyone always tells you that um, it's gonna be hard. If you're gonna have those moments where, like, why the hell do I do this? Why not just go to college like every other American? Well, you know. Nowadays, there's plenty of Americans. Right. No, I mean, like, 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 you know, like the status quo. Like, everyone right. goes to college after high school. Like, why, did, why, did, why out of all the things I could have done in life, I chose army. Right. You know, and you will have those moments, and it's something that you can ignore. Like, I definitely have those moments, but then it's like, you look back and you're like, you're with amazing people, people that within two weeks, you feel like you've known them for years. Besties. Besties for life, for sure, and. And the things that you do there are just kind of like, it's like irreplaceable, you know? Like, you'll never go through that again in your life, and you just have to really enjoy every moment, and every, like, this one besheket, I don't know how to say that. Um, suffer in silence. Suffer in silence, kind of, and just know that like, if it's hard for you, it's definitely hard for the person who's next to you, so go ahead and just like, help them out, have that mentality of like, imlo ani as me. Totally like pouring rain right now. Oh my god. <laughs> and you're just killing it. Go um, and yeah, just know that, like, naturally, I will get used to it. It's really hard in the beginning, especially with all the discipline and all the yelling. Um, and definitely the timing. Time is, like, the thing that is definitely... Definitely, um, sorry to speak up a bit, because the rain usually messes okay. with the audio. So when I say timing, they, they open the watch for everything you do. Like, if you want to go to the bathroom, it's three minutes. If you want to go eat, it's, you know, like, you don't really have a time to just breathe. You have to remember that it's all a game. It's all an act. Like, everyone knows that where you are right now, and it is hard, but it, it will pass, and... Sadir will be great. That's Amazing. Right. So there is like your once you finish your training, you're gonna go into regular service. What do you say your biggest obstacle is now in the army, and how are you coping with it? Um, if there's one specific thing that you could nail it down to, I think there's a lot of little things. Army isn't easy at all. Um, 
what makes it better is definitely the people. I think the hardest thing, especially for lone soldiers, is um, the Hebrew and the people in general. A lot of lo other lone soldiers in Olim Chadashim who are with me in the Machaka, like kind of form their own little group and stick together, and all they do is like speak English and don't really like mm. spread out to so Israelis. It's a big mistake. And right? it's a really, really big mistake. I yeah. see it for them. It's very hard. They don't really understand what's going on in the lessons. They don't really understand how to ask for help and things like that. Um, I am not really part of that group, even though they're like my friends and I love them, but like I'm more like not sticking together with the Orof Chadashot because I know that that's not going to help me in the long run. Um, so that's something that you really should, if you're a lone soldier and you're drafted into the army, especially combat, don't do that. Try to be with as many people as you can. Try to, if you're embarrassed about your team, don't be. Like, I don't know they're going to love you and appreciate the fact that you did such a big move. Because for them, it's hard as it is to draft to Luchana, but for them to see someone who, like, put everything behind and moved to a whole different country, did the exact same thing without any parents here, it's even harder. And they appreciate that. They're not going to laugh at you for your accent or make fun of you for not knowing Hebrew or anything. And that's what a lot of... Well, at least what I've noticed, what a lot of local shows are suffering with right now. Totally, totally agree with that. Look, at the end of the day, we're in a culture, specifically the military, which is an Israeli Hebrew-speaking culture. And what's unique about the army, especially in combat units, is you could have an American, a Spanish dude, or Russians, a Judea, Russian Spanish. dude, you could have a guy from a kibbutz, you could have a guy from Tel Aviv, or a girl, and they're all kind of like being smashed together in the right. most intense environment possible. So what Daniela, and I also agree as a, a, a veteran myself, is that you need to go with the flow. You right. can't be the American in the Israeli army. It's not going to work. Right. You have to be you. You have to be you, but exactly. learn how to mush and jam and gel and bond with everyone else. And one tip I can give, adding on to what Danielle said, is the time you spend in the army is precious with your friends, but even more so, spend time with them on the weekend. Have a beer with them. Have a hamburger. Yeah, trainer saying have a beer. Because the things you're doing together under lachat, under stress, like crawling in, Amidah Bismanim, come here quick. There's no time to bond. You just get pissed at each other. Hey, you don't speak Hebrew. You're stupid. You're not coming on time. Whereas, like on the weekend, you're like, Hey, you like Harry Potter? I like Harry Potter too. Exactly. You like today, today yeah, I was, yeah. we were waiting for a bus. I had like an hour between my other bus, and we just went like me and four girls from my seven just went to eat hamburgers. And like I know them within the army, right? But I never like know. I don't know who they really are, right. you know. And all of a sudden, we're talking about boyfriends and, right. and what we like to do on the weekends. And yeah, what we and you like, yo, your reflecter is cute, and like whatever. Right, like, like, like oh, right. did you see this chadich and the You know, like things like that. And it's, and it's like it's things that you don't really have time to talk about right. within this money because all you have all you worried about is damn I have to go pee or or they don't have any toilet paper or yeah, yeah. like you don't really talk about who you really are and doing that outside of the army is just like the biggest privilege and such a great feeling. Right there? No. Well, I'm pretty chilling actually. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have to censor that out. Go ahead, I interrupt oh, you. I oh. Yeah. No, that's not censored. It's adults, mostly adults watching this. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, what did I want to say? Mm -hmm. um, just like you said, like the girls that I met within my Tzavit, I wouldn't have never met if I wasn't put together with them. They're just totally different girls and from like who I know, but at the same time, you get along so well. Like I, like I said, within two weeks, I feel like I know them for years, and they're just like family for sure. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to add to our audience? Cold bath, training, army? Um... One thing I really want to enthuse in how do you say this? Tattoo. Oh, I don't. I keep on forgetting English because all the Hebrew. You say it in Hebrew. Enthused, like uh, what I really want to like. Inspire. In, no, not inspire. I really what I really want people to understand is that every, you have to take everything uh, easy, like the kalut. Like at the end of the day, it, everything's a show. All the mifagdim who are yelling at you, like it's all a show. 
uh, they're just doing it because it's their job, and then they like there is a real person under there, and they are really totally nice. Totally agree. Um, and even though they're yelling at you, like because right. you moved or whatever, uh, just know that it's just part of their job. It's just how it is. Everyone goes through it. It's hard. They're gonna really wish that you weren't there, but it's all gonna be over at some point, and you're gonna be able to go home for Shabbat, and and um, it's all just gonna end at some point. One day at a time. One I remember, time. like, when I was in the army, so my officer, I still swear to this day that he knows how to teleport. He would, like, appear, and then, like, Reep, and, like, disappear. And, like, I would, like, we, like, worshipped him as God until we finished our training. Then we showed up to, like, our main base. And I see him, like, hitting on the girls there. And I'm like, this guy's not right? God. This guy's you, Like, man. my Mefakid, I found out, like I said, I was in a Mechina. Yeah. One of my best friends from Mechina is my best friend's Mefakid. So for me, it's, like, really weird because he's my age. And right. he's my yeah. age and knows my friends. And it's, like... And you're yelling at me to like stand straight? Like yeah. what is going on here? But you have to understand that it's just part of the job and it's just how it is. And you're gonna get through it and you're gonna get to Sadiq and life is gonna be good and it's all gonna be worth it in the end. Um, I, I always take my day like meal by meal. Like I go breakfast, lunch like to that. dinner. Um, so because I feel like the days just feel like weeks mm -hmm. there for sure. You're gonna feel that too. Um, but it's all it's all gonna be good. Look, everyone in the army are human beings at the end of the day. Exactly. They all came from they all came from somewhere, they all have their own you know, life and goals and dreams, and if you work together, you'll all be able to achieve it together. It's true. As it says. Amazing. All right, thank you so much for coming on the show. On your weekend, when you're off from the military and your trainer's shoving you in the ice bath, and because you came and because you won the shirt, Ooh. so you get to pick from one of our new apparel, if that's the word. We got your workout is my warm up. Sold? I like that. Cheers. Hey, I'm Sean, and I'm the Barefoot Athlete, and I want to welcome you on this six week. Barefoot Transition course. Two and a half years ago, we started developing this course and we wanted it to be 12 months long. Why 12 months? Because we felt that if you just spent dozens of years in cushioned shoes, you can't transition that quickly. Realizing that 12 months is not sustainable, we shortened it to six weeks. And in these six weeks, you're gonna dive into foot, knee, ankle, hip, shoulder mobility. You're gonna dive into calf, ankle, knee, hip strengthening. You're gonna learn how to take care of your feet, how to release them with tons of soft tissue work. After the first phase is over, after the three weeks are done, your pain is gone, your knees, your hips, your feet are feeling great, ready to rumble, move on to the advanced stage. We learn how to land, we learn how to jump, we learn how to produce force and absorb force. Every single week is action-packed with play, fun, challenges to challenge yourself, your friends, your loved ones, and your community. Tons of strengthening, tons of footwork, and we can guarantee you that in six weeks time, you will be much, much closer to being able to fully love life and live life in minimalist footwear. And the best part of it all, you're not limited to six weeks. So if you wanna go back and repeat a phase, you're more than welcome to. So let's go, come along, and enjoy the course.